Welcome, Pathfinders, to the Find the Path podcast, actual play of the Mummy's Mask Adventure Path, episode 105. Yep. Oh, man, we're so close. So close to our two-year anniversary, but not yet. So I suppose then to jump back into where we left off, our heroes had, let's see, I think tried to banter around for a while about figuring out some sort of divination that they could use. Oh, yeah. That didn't quite yeah, that, out for that the group. Yeah, that was a total fail. Uh, in large part because you're trying to maybe we'll get into this a little bit more in the after party but it actually gets into a little bit of the feeling of the difference between doing something in a city versus doing something in a vast open desert <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Where in the city you could assume that you could do that anything that you're needing to do within one week whereas in the desert it's going to take you more than a week to get anywhere yeah so unfortunately that divination didn't quite pan out you headed off into the desert you ran into an old friend of Masika's yeah yep. that was cool but yes, you had met up with Hassan, talked a little bit about killing some cultists and all the rest of that stuff, uh, offered it? to barter some stuff. It sounds like the desert giants are also on their way to the Merchant's Oasis, so you may meet up with them again sometime soon. We're all going to go have a big old powwow and uh, maybe have a rave because we're in the desert. Yep. <laughs> Burning Man. Cue up the music from the end of Return of the Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> Bunch of Ewoks. Anyway. Nice. Well, we look like Ewoks to them. <laughs> God knows the Ewoks are also not native to this desert. <laughs> no, no teddy bear people. You had made your way to the Falchion Ridge, which is a massive, naturally formed, or su- supposedly naturally formed, although as you approached it, it's like this seems too perfect for nature to have just created it, but basically a natural arch bridging over the uh, the center of the desert. There is not a second bridge nearby, and so you don't think that this is anything to do with the burial place for Chisisek, who you were informed mm. was beyond two bridges. Yeah, at least not that we could see when we got on top of it. So Also, this doesn't seem to be bridging anything, because it's just going from desert up into the air and back down to the desert again. You had made your way to there. You had uh, ascended up the the wide arch to its apex where you had found a small camp. Oh, no. Uh, The camp also contained an egg. A brief debate (laughs) pertaining towards this egg had ensued, and uh, it had been at that point that the party had noticed far off in the distance. I think 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 Narmer specifically (laughs) noticed far off in the distance. (laughs) Thanks, Narmer. They're so far away that when you look over there, it's just those like V shapes against the sky that you're like, maybe those are just ducks. In the desert. In Except the, the desert. ducks are getting very, very big, very, very fast. They're just dire desert ducks. It's fine. <laughs> what? Oh, dire desert oh man. Duck. I love the alliteration. The we could, <laughs> yeah, di- dire desert ducks we could eat for weeks. I need yes. to see a drawing of this now. The dire desert duck? Yep. Dire desert duck. The foul magma uh. mallards. Anyway. <laughs> mm. Mm. They swim around in volcanoes. Yeah. Aww, how oh, man. So, yeah, they got, like, fire immunity, and so they're just using the volcanoes. They just quack and then spit fireballs like, out. Oh, oh, man. They're like the Mario villain. <laughs> I was going to say, this is a lot like a Mario villain now. Oh, boy. It's getting great. Uh, no. In this case, though, you had seen them begin to approach, and, uh, you know, I think we're just going to roll into some initiative oh, boy. for the party. Do we want to just run away? Are you stealing that egg? Yes. That then I, I don't think we're going to get far. They can probably <laughs> outfly us. Yeah. Okay. I think we're going to have to face this head on. I didn't I didn't prepare a teleport, so... <laughs> Where would we teleport? Me. It's all desert everywhere, everywhere around here. Desert. <laughs> if you just said desert, it could be any desert. There's multiple deserts the in Glarian. people's house. But then we're going backwards. <laughs> to safety. Hollis. Hollis rolls an 11 for an 18. Let's forget how fast Hollis is. I got improved initiative, yo. Wow. Sudi. Nice. Uh, so Sudi rolls a 12 for a 15. Wizards want to go first. Usually. Masika. A 7 for a 9. 
Citra. 16 for a 22. Nice. Nice. I probably can't dismiss them. Uh, Considering they're native to this plane? Probably not. (laughs) I mean, you can dismiss them like they don't matter. You're dismissed. (laughs) Round one of combat begins. Citra Nahamra, you have first initiative. Oh, yay. But where are they? Like Approximately in... 800 feet away. Okay. <laughs> and we're on this teeny tiny little 10 foot wide. Yes, you're uh, on this uh, 10 foot wide, ledge. roughly 10 foot wide. It kind of varies. Uh, there's technically a little bit of the stone extends out past 10 feet, but it's so steeply sloped and is also, uh, actually, I don't even know if Sudi could beat a, uh, a DC 30 climb check. Uh, technically on a 19 or a 20, I could. So I'm not going to be risking that. Yeah. Well, because the sides of this are worn perfectly smooth yeah. by... If only I had slow fall from the un, for the chained monk. Well, to, have, to use slow fall, you actually have to have a surface next to it. So you could slow fall for the first about 20 feet. And then after that, you're just in open air because it's an Oh, arch. yeah, that's right. <laughs> All right. Well, so much for uh, that. You're currently degree. at a height of 250 feet. Ooh, we don't want to fall off this. Well, I don't know about all of you, but I think we should start uh, a descent. That seems prudent. All right. Just going to start running. <laughs> Are oh, we, man. like, perfectly halfway on yeah, the Yeah, you're, you're at the apex. Uh, oh, course. okay. Well, then... Um, Choose a direction. Yeah, so do we want to go forward, back towards toward our, them or back the other probably way? Probably back towards our camels, I'd imagine. They're flying in out of the sun. What? They're coming in from the east. Oh, Which okay. way is east? The, the side of the map with an E on it. Um, oh, if you yeah. hold on a second, I can make us all a little faster. All right. I can wait. Can we? A se- like six seconds? Can I you mean, wait like yeah. one second? I can wait like one second. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She's probably can. next. All right, I'll delay until uh, Hollis goes. The Drake's close. Since your delays, bring us to the Drake's. Called it. They're 800 they're, feet away. Yeah, they're 800 feet away. I think we've got a few seconds. They quadruple move. That would be their whole turn. I don't know. Dragons have like a 150 foot fly speed, so I don't know. These aren't. Do we know if these were full grown? We have no idea. We don't know. They're now about maybe 500-something feet away. Oh, okay, so we got a couple of them. As they begin to close quickly, beating their wings viciously. Hollis. I'm going to cast haste, and then I'm going to run to the west. 60 feet. Okay. 70, no. Or 65. 35 plus 30, 65 feet. Yeah, 65 feet away. So Hollis takes off running. Sudi Kantar. Um, Citra Citra can re-enter I would like to re-enter and uh, follow after Hollis. Okay. (laughs) Are you double moving? Yeah, you're going to be before me if you double move, which is fine. Uh, but I want to get too far from you. It's fine. Mm, I think I'll just move the 60 feet for right now, just until everybody is ready. Could we just slide? We're not sliding into home here. Let's all surf down this ridge. It's I don't, rock. I don't think everybody has the dexterity to make that work. I mean, we're not all Legolas over here. Fair. He's my third cousin, twice removed. What do your elf eyes see? A lot of road uh, rash. See, this is when the little uh, uh, thing from Breath of the Wild would be great. Uh, Yeah, the little parasail, yeah. Wee! Oh no, my stamina's run out. Ah! Ouch! Let me drop to (laughs) my desk for a little bit. You drop for a bit and then you grab (laughs) it. (laughs) All right, here, I'm falling to my doom. Let me eat this, you know, wheel of cheese real quick. (laughs) And then pull the parasol back out. That game is weird. The, the fact that Rick is drawing even more terrain is extra dangerous. I think he's, he's just, drawing the length of the I know, I was, I was running all the way back. I'm like, uh-oh. That's why I was kind of wondering if we should go 
the other way. Well, we're in the, the perfect middle, he said. So yeah, because if we go toward them, they'd at least have to drop down, but then we wouldn't be backtracking. I guess it's not that big a deal, but... I mean, they're going to have really a high ground on us regardless. We were only up here to see what was up here. Yeah. So... <laughs> we I also like that Hollis is running with this egg in her hand. Like, nope. <laughs> Hey, maybe she can use it like a, a Jurassic Park 3 style, where she's like, here's the egg. Leave us be. <laughs> yeah, we'll see about that. I don't think the riders will let that happen, but the, probably the, not. You know, the oh yeah, there are riders on, on those, aren't there? Yeah. Oh, that's right. That makes sense. <laughs> so, Satori, you single moving, I'm, I'm double just, moving. I'm just gonna single move so that I don't get too far ahead right now. Okay. So, you have a standard action remaining. <laughs> get something out. Or a move action if you want to draw a bow or something like that. I mean, uh, you guys, yeah, you guys were will... digging through crates, so I'm assuming everyone had their weapons sheathed because yeah. you wouldn't need both hands to dig through. I would like to uh, draw my, my light crossbow. Okay. You can draw your light crossbow as you move. You can uh, load it if you so wish as a move action. Didn't sure. you get a really cool bow? I... Yeah, you just got an awesome bow from the Ah, yes, I got the juniper wood bow. <laughs> I'm pulling that out. All right. I was, I was going to say that's what I was looking at. I was like, where is it? It's over here. All right, so you pull your bow. You can pull that as part of your move action. You can technically take a shot at them if you so wish. Ready. To, to shoot if they get in range. Okay, so you want to ready in action? Sure. I want to applaud Citra. Why? Because in all my years of gaming, I think this is the first time I've seen a player get first initiative delay and then ready all in the same round. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. It doesn't happen often. <laughs> God knows where Citra's initiative will eventually be. <laughs> uh, what do you qualify as range, by the way? Within your 70 foot range for the bow, or...? Probably a little past that because I want to be able to shoot like before it hits Masika or Sudi. So they're 60 feet back from me right now. So let's do like 100 feet. Okay. From Citra, Sudi Kantar. All right. Uh, so Sudi's going to go ahead and uh, run up uh, next to, I guess next to Citra uh, with his 70 foot movement speed and then drawing his crossbow, loading it. That's a lot of moves. And then that's my turn. So you run forward, drawing your uh, crossbow as part of your move action, yep. as, and then using a separate move action to load your crossbow, bringing us yep. to Masika. Narmer, in the bag. Okay. Don't sound so sad. You don't want to get killed. Oh, shish <laughs> <laughs> It wants an 80 fly. I have an 80-foot flash speed. <laughs> he like, takes off like a bullet. <laughs> They'd never catch me. Oh, at least for the next... I think Harsh is probably 10th level. <laughs> Ninth. Ninth? Oh. Okay. Does he get in the bag? Okay, I'm going in. <laughs> he shoots into your bag. Uh, all right, so Masika will move her 60 feet, also drawing her crossbow and loading it. Okay. So Masika, you rush forward, pulling your crossbow, beginning to load it mm-hmm. as the party flees. I guess I could yep. dimension so doors the to the di- ground. With the distance that you have run forward so far... Your opponents are now about 380 feet away from you. <laughs> oh, yeah, we're not going to get Yeah, far. we're not going to make it. Maybe so Dimension either Doras to Dimension the ground. Doras or... I'll Dimension Doras to the ground. The... But I don't think it's my turn. Yeah. It might be, because Masika went... From the Flame Drakes, we go to Hollis. Yeah. Hollis is like, all right, guys, shortcut, and Dimension Doras us to the ground. I mean, you can see your destination, so... Yeah. Just immediately, like, on the ground... How many, yeah, how many feet just forward? Just straight down, or...? Pretty much straight down. Okay. If you want to slide everyone off of the, uh, feel free to put them wherever you so wish, Jessica. Wait, did you just drop us off the side of this? We just went straight down, like an elevator. Hollis just glanced over the oh, side. Oh, went... no. <laughs> okay, you would have technically uh, needed to move back. Oh. Because you need to be next to everyone so that you could get to Masika. 
So I suppose Hollis turns back around, I guess yells, trust me, like she did previously, grabs onto everyone, and then yanks you all back. Uh, I have to ask, does anyone resist? Uh, no. No. What? Why is everybody looking at me? <laughs> it's your words! No. I said no. Okay. You didn't say no, you just shook your head. Oh, no, yeah, <laughs> the audience can't see that. This is we're an audio podcast. Yeah. For a moment, we were all like, oh no. <laughs> I'm scared. So, Hollis, you grab the party, the entirety of the party falls basically you, know, you just kind of grab everyone and then tug them sideways as you go through this purple door that appears i imagine a double door since you're carrying like 10 people yeah yeah that seems right uh, <laughs> there's a flash of purple far below as you all stumble out onto the open sands that was much faster yep all right we need to get back to our camels though in the run did i miss something i don't it think like something cool happened we're on uh, the ground everything I, tasted like purple i don't think running's gonna work what does purple taste like you don't know what purple tastes like? I don't know what grape. purple tastes like. <laughs> <laughs> but not real grapes, that grape flavoring that doesn't actually taste like grape. Mm. Grape flavor. Anyway, I don't <laughs> think that we are going to outrun these drakes. They fly a lot faster than our camels. We don't even have camels. I thought we had our wagon. And- no. 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 We haven't gotten to the Merchant's Oasis yet. We're supposed well, to meet them Sudi here. Well, wouldn't say that because Sudi remembered that we don't have camels. <laughs> We're supposed to be waiting for Falto and them here. Yes. Ooh. So we're uh, well, all right, we're going to shoot these drakes out of this guy then. Citra, your rated action did not go off. I figured that out. <laughs> I am going to ready again so that as they close, I can shoot them. Shoot them. Shoot them up. I'm going to Clive in this. Nice. Very well. Yep. <laughs> you are a uh, reference for you guys. Let's you're see approximately 380 one. feet away from your opponents who are also now 300 feet above you. So. Uh, okay. So you're ready? I... I yeah, and I don't do that A squared B squared stuff in my head, so. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> Get out of here! Like, we'll we'll make Rick do all the math. I mean, I understand the the whole concept behind Pythagorean theorem, but I don't do it mentally. Uh, I'd have to pull out my calculator to do that math. Yep, Sudi Kantar. Well, I'm gonna ready as well to if they come within my first range increment on my crossbow, which is 80 feet. I'm gonna fire at them. Okay, Sudi readies. He doesn't even have to squint his eye; he just has the one. I like that you kind of just settled into I. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm owning it now. Also, I was playing Boneworks and then realized that that actually does help a lot. <laughs> Very well. Yeah, so Sudi, you turn, you heft up your crossbow, plant it firmly on your shoulder next to you, you know, standing side by side. Citra you know, pulls back this U-bow as far as she can. It's still kind of a taunt. For Citra, I imagine it's still kind of like a taunt difficult pull because even though they lighten the pull on this for somewhat of substantially less strength than an extraordinarily strong bee woman. Mm. Uh, <laughs> so basically, bees disproportionately strong. I was I was gonna say I one can't. disproportionately strong. Also, it makes me think of the Amazons in Wonder Woman. So yeah, a little bit. I just realized I had a spell that I could have hit them with last round. But seriously, I think this was the better choice. Okay. I think this was the better probably the better choice. choice. Gives us gives us time to prep. There is never anything wrong with buffing the party. It's true. Masika. All right, I'm gonna cast uh, Call Lightning. Nice. Nice. Very well Good done. Choice. Very good choice. We're going to be lightning friends. I believe it's a one-round casting. Yeah, so... Okay, so you start to call upon your divine powers. The powers that Narmer bestows upon me. Yes. The power of Narmer compels you. Weird. Uh, None of you can still make a 50 perception check, so you can't (laughs) see what they're doing from this range. Nope. Nope. Why do I feel like they're going to bombard us with something? Why do I feel like they're casters? They're definitely casters, but you know what? I got a thing That brings us to the flame drakes. I have a thing for casters. Did we roll on them? Yeah, we rolled on them because okay. we rolled for the egg. Oh, okay. We know that they're like 
they br- they're like fu- they breathe fire. They breathe fire, and they're intelligent. But other dragons Maybe. think they're dumb. Oh right, right, right. And they're yeah. very like selfish. And I don't think you actually asked any questions on them. I, I think, think we you were just banking them in case we ran into one. I don't know if we had any questions. I believe you had two. Well, I would want to attack. It's how many free attacks we get on them when they arrive? <laughs> no way. <laughs> we wish. I would want attacks to know their special attacks. Yeah, sure. I'll give those two. Well, actually, if you'll hold on, they'll do their turn real quick. Uh, And their turn is that they fly 240 feet closer. Cool. How far away are they now? About 140 feet away and still 300 feet up. So they could actually get to us, I think, next round. So the flame drakes are closing. Very nice. Hollis. Can I know things about them? Sure. Uh, You may ask two questions pertaining towards the flame drake. What are their special attacks? They possess, eh, I'll say they possess two special attacks. Uh, first off, they are constantly breathing fire. Constantly breathing fire. Oh, that sounds pleasant. Uh, so their bite attacks actually do fire damage as well. Oh, okay. They don't like just constantly breathe out fire clouds or something. That'd be really bad. In addition to that, uh, they can spit out a concentrated goblet of flame. Wow. Mechanically, this works the same as a fireball. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. We need to split it. Spread out. out. (laughs) This is like that one. Oh, gosh. I can't remember all the crazy names for it. From How to Train Your Dragon that spits and clogs. Yeah. Yeah. You may ask a separate question if you so wish. Uh, What special defenses do they have? Special defenses, they possess immunity to fire. Makes sense. Immunity to paralysis. Okay. Immunity to sleep. Oh, okay. They also have a vulnerability. Uh, I don't have any questions. Probably cold damage. Bet it's cold. I don't have that right now. Masika, you got cold? No, I have fire and lightning. I have lightning. I have cold, but I don't have it prepared. Hollis would be like, spread out, and she would run 35 feet in a (laughs) random direction. You could run 65 feet if you wanted to. You are hasted. (laughs) That's scary far away. (laughs) (laughs) Scary far away. So what I'm getting is the wizard says, I will run one move action away from the cleric. Yes. Basically, yes. And then I will cast Lightning Arc, which has a 400 feet plus 40 feet per level uh, range. Wow. To hit... um, The two two are approximately 40 feet away. I don't know what the... Two creatures or objects, which must be no more than 60 feet apart. Okay. So I'm going to target the drakes. Okay. (laughs) Oh, I like the idea that you're going to try to knock the drakes out so that then the guys fall. I don't know that there are guys on top because I can't see them. Oh, that's right. You're blind. (laughs) Well, I'm not blind. I just can't see them. I mean, from this range, you, you'd you at the very least be able to see that the drakes themselves are wearing something. Hmm. Now, let's take away their flying things. Shock and awe, baby. Shock and awe. So, they get a reflex save. We'll see how their reflexes are. They're probably good. They're probably pretty good. So, the first one gets a 9, and the second one gets a 23. Uh, one passes, one saves. Sorry, one passes, one fails. All right. 9d6 of lightning damage. 25 lightning damage. All right. A thunderclap echoes from overhead. Opening volley, y'all. I did it. <laughs> well, now that we're definitely not going to have peaceful negotiations with them. Spread out. They're going to fireball you when they get close enough. We stole their egg. What makes you think they were going to negotiate at all? Cultists are riding them. What do you make think? We don't know that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're extrapolating since the giants killed cultists riding flame drinks previously. But. I'm making an educated guess. If that wasn't a yada 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 yakety schmackety thing right there, that was the I don't want to explain. Here's just a random spewing of, of sound. <laughs> you know, I don't I mean, know what was. I, I really picture Hollis doing that in character. Too. Yeah. Yes. Masika is laughing loudly. Right. Less laughing, more running. Citra, you're ready to actually not go off. <laughs> it's never gonna. 
Uh, so how far are they now? Okay, so according to my math, it was 331 feet, not 325 feet. Okay. Oh my goodness, that wow. matters so much. It does, because I suck at math. So we round to sure. fives! <laughs> Do we? No. Yes. Go down one. Everything's in five foot increments. <laughs> 300, 330 feet then. Okay, so they're, but they're still that far away, huh? Yes. Yep. They won't okay, be. But they close 240 up, feet around. But up to 400 feet, you said I only have a minus four? No, it's minus two. Up to 100? For up to 140. 40. Minus... Four for up to one or two hundred and ten oh. minus six for up to two hundred and eighty. So, so no. So it would be a minus eight. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. Run. Okay. Uh, I am going to spread out, so I'm going to like. Move. Oh, you could technically run closer to them to reduce your penalty for shooting at them, but. No. I c- I could. They're this this early direction, the easterly east. direction. They're okay. coming in out of the east. I will move kind of a northeasterly direction so that I'm still spread out from Hollis. That works. Okay. okay. That's so Spread within range of a fireball. Bit. I'm going to throw something at you. Shush. <laughs> no, no two of you, you have to be, no two of you are within 40 feet of each other to be out of fireball formation. It's nearly impossible. Yeah. You're trying yeah. to limit them to only hitting two or maybe three of yeah. you and not the entire party. Besides, I have good reflex, <laughs> so I'll be okay. Yeah, I'm uh, sure the person with evasion is not that concerned. <laughs> uh, well, I've got five fire resistant. Is that helpful? <laughs> Oh, wait, I have uh, energy have, absorption. I was going to say, you don't have to worry. You have energy absorption. Yeah, you so can probably take both of these and still not take any damage. See, hopefully then they'll, they'll do the fireball at us, because mm. then I'll evade it. You'll just absorb it, and the other two will be fine. I do have a resist energy, but I ran away from you, so I can't put it on you. Um, Sudi. <laughs> not helpful. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, anyway, how close does that put? That takes off, what, like 20 feet? I'm going to ready. Takes off about 45 feet. I'm going ready. So you're ready? <laughs> Citra readies. City Contar, you're ready to action to not go off. Um, okay, let's see. I could run due east 70 feet. Run the other me. way! God dang it! <laughs> Stop running run, into run the this fireball! Way. Remember, this isn't really here. This is like, whoosh, up, arched over us, so you could run this early way. Oh, that's right. I could run that. So you could way. run south. I forgot I could run south because, yes, I did I did forget the You're fact under the arch now. I'm yes. under the arch. Uh, so sure, so I'll run, I'll run southeast then. Um, some three-dimensional chess. I know, this is some 3D chess. Uh, all right, I'm going to run southeast, uh, like directly southeast. Then I will, uh, ready to do the same thing, shoot them if they come within 80 feet. And I am well away from everybody else. So you ready? Masika. I'm just going to back up so I'm not within fireball of Hollis. <laughs> <laughs> I like that we all just assume that Hollis is going to get lit up. I did hurt them. <laughs> um... And so I don't, Masika falls back about 30 feet. I have a 190 foot range with my call lightning, so I'm gonna ready to blast one of them when they. Uh, if it doesn't, if it doesn't care about verticality, aren't they within that range? No, I think it's a 30 foot long vertical light, a vertical line of lightning. Oh, that That's means it. you'll hit two of them, the rider and the yeah, Drake. But Sick. I have to wait for one to be within the 190 feet. Does of it me. come from you or from the sky? From the sky. Yeah. Mm. From above. There's like a little teeny tiny rain cloud and then a bolt of lightning shoots out. And since it's not overcast, you don't get the extra damage. Nope. Sadly. If only we had a druid. Sure. If, if only we had, had a druid that cast yeah. control weather an hour ago. Yeah, that had the time to cast control weather. <laughs> if only you had a druid ruining the natural world of the desert by making it rain everywhere you go. <laughs> it's all just mud. That would be the exact kind of druid that Jessica would make. I love druids. Either that or it makes like a cool uh, sand lightning storm. Yeah. Or it's just like yeah. a lightning storm full of sand. Rad. Just glass shards everywhere. <laughs> it's the sandstorm from Fury Road. Oh, yeah. There you oh, go. Yeah. And then some guy goes by on a buggy. 
Yeah. <laughs> Witness me! <laughs> it explodes. Gets brought up at a tornado. I live, I die, I live again! <laughs> Let's go with... Hollis is the only one who's attacked. Uh-oh. It's time to light him up. This is like the exact opposite of what we usually do, because usually it's like, all right, everybody protect the wizard. This time we're like, wizard, take a shot for us. <laughs> You're on your own. <laughs> <laughs> eh. Every man for himself. Leela, help me. <laughs> <laughs> help me, Hollis. <laughs> I'm trying to. Kind of need to rewatch Futurama. It's always Good worth stuff. it. May or may not. It's not a get me. 33 to hit Hollis. <laughs> wow. Yeah, of course. It's a not a gimme. bolt sells out of the sky and slams into you. Really? Crossbow bolts? <laughs> Lame. The follower of death is affronted by mundane <laughs> How beings. dare you use <laughs> mundane against me. 11 points of damage as the bolt wow. slams into your shoulder and half spins you around. A second bolt comes selling out of the sky. Mundane. Oh, this one's only a 27. That, yeah. Only a 27. I'm a wizard. I have a 20 that would, hit, that would hit me easily. <laughs> Another seven points of damage as the bolt hits you in the thigh, kind of bringing you down to one knee as the impacts, and it does that thing where it glances off the bone and the back part of the bolt sticks out of the back of your leg as it goes almost through. You know what? I'm aiming for y'all next. <laughs> <laughs> that brings us to the flame drakes. Hollis, you okay? I am full of holes. Do, do you need <laughs> healing? I could use a touch or two. Would you say that you're holy? Okay, Fred. (laughs) (laughs) I am 49 out of 67, which is... I was going to say that messed you up pretty good then. Yeah, I mean, I'm still a wizard. I got them wizard points. like a third year elf. (laughs) I have those wizard points, I like that you're like, fire on me, fire on me, and they shoot a crossbow at you, and you're like, not that! (laughs) Listen to me and do what I tell you to do. Hmm. Calculating distances. No, they're going to have to double move. Sweet. Yeah, so they fly another 80 feet forward and dive down, now starting to slow down their approach. That way that they're not triple, quadruple moving and flat-footed. So they fly forward, dropping down. I can actually put them on the map now. Hey, they're on the map. Oh my, uh, wait a minute, one of them's coming my way. All right, either one of them within range of my spell. All right, so now I'm going to do some calculus here. I think that's geometry. Citra, what range were you saying that you wanted them within before you fired? I mean, the first time I was saying within 100 feet. So 140, sorry. 140. Up to so that's what, you, that's what you're still going with this time, yes? Yes. And Sudi? Uh, 80. 80 feet? Okay. Yep. Uh, neither of them are within that range. They're still 220 feet above you. Oh, okay. okay. They're beginning to descend, but they're not bolting forward. Masika, you said it was 190 feet? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're both still well out of range as they close on you. You can see in both of these cases, these are uh, ferocious, massive creatures that look somewhat like a red and yellow scaled dragon, but with only two legs instead of four, as most dragons possess, and wide wings sp- stretching off of that. And grand total, you think from from nose to tail that they're approximately maybe 15 feet in length, uh, wow. with a wingspan of close to about 30 feet. Okay, then. You can all clearly see also that they seem to have saddles strapped onto their backs, and riding atop these are what appear to be two figures wearing billowing purple and red robes trimmed with gold. Their faces obscured by golden masks. Oh, here we go. They're in the process of reloading their crossbows. Hollis. Hollis is going to pick one of them, one of the cultists. The one closest uh, to you, maybe? Sure. And fire an acid arrow. It has a long range at the cultists. Okay. What's the range of the acid arrow? 400 plus 40 feet per level. Wow. Yeah, you're well within range for an acid arrow. I got some things. Hollis is going the distance. It's against your target's touch, AC. All right. 
He's going for speed. He also gets some partial cover from the uh, the massive beast that he's riding on top of. I got a 14. A 14. Your acid bolt streaks up towards him before seemingly deflected by it. It's only momentarily that you see this bluish flash of energy that's vaguely shield-shaped as it deflects the arrow wide, spinning past it. And I know what that is. Yeah, you can make a spellcraft. So they're using magic to protect themselves, but not to attack. And that is why Hollis is salty. Jeez. A 37? Yeah, it's probably a shield spell. Shield. They got a shield spell on, so they're going to be a little harder to hit. They're on dragons. I was already imagining they were going to be hard to hit. Oh, well, yeah, but I mean, like, on top of that. Should I go for the drake? You would also know that they'd be impervious to the magic missile. Oh, okay. Can't magic missile them. Well, that doesn't matter for you. Just pertinent. Well, I mean, because if you, if, you, <laughs> if you had taken care of the drake somehow... I mean, he would have died from the impact. He could potentially survive, but yeah, he'd, he'd be messed up. Probably I mean, messed up enough for Citra to go over there and be like, stab, stab, stab or knock, knock. Yeah, you know? knock, knock. I'm, I'm well, sure in Hollis's mind, it's also, you know, if they're capable of casting that sort of, that spell, they're probably also capable of casting Featherfall. Yeah. Possibly. <laughs> I was going to say, one of the one of the essential things for these, whatever they are, slash wizards, is probably Featherfall in case their Drake gets killed. They Citra. still will not be able to control their descent, though. Uh, also, it would only affect the first, well, however many feet they have. <laughs> oh, yeah. Citra will ready so that whenever they get into range, <laughs> she will shoot. Very well. Sudi, you ready to action to not go off? I'm going to ready again. They're doing the same there. thing. Whenever they get within 80 feet, I'm going to take a shot at them. Masika, the sky crackles with electricity, but you're ready to action to not go off. I maintain the ready. All right. Masika continues to ready. It's about to get crazy. Hey, Narmer. Uh-huh. I need you to give me the ability to fly somehow. Ooh, maybe I could give you the ability to make yourself really tiny, and then you could fly on my back like a dragon. Oh, then you, then Nick. you would be my mount. That's exactly what I was going to say. Yes. <laughs> how, how the roles have changed. <laughs> anyway, something to think of. Or we could make a little basket, and you could ride under me like a dirigible. <laughs> <laughs> they have those in the mana waste. It's not too beyond reason that I would have heard of them. Nice. <laughs> nice. That brings us to the cultists. They're going to take some more shots at us. They're not very strong magicians because they're not using magic. Probably got ranks in like ranger or something. Hmm. The classic wizard yep. ranger mix. <laughs> the ranger. So up above, you can see that they've... Uh, Same spelling. <laughs> I know. Well, W-R-A-N-G. Oh. <laughs> they've stowed their crossbows. They're actually stowing... They stowed their crossbows technically at the end of the last round after they Ooh. shot uh, Masika. Uh, you they can then for a moment... shoot me. Sorry, shot Hollis. You can then for a moment see this, like, this fluttering of movement before mm. you, know, you see this burst of energy from above. Your runes floating up, and then they're just letting go as you're going to guess these now empty scrolls are just floating through the air back behind them. Okay, even what worse. They cast? Even worse, they're litterers, guys. We have to put them in the ground. <laughs> That's how you know they're not from Texas because you don't mess with Texas. You're not, in, not Texas. in Texas. Yeah, I was going to say, you don't mess with Assyrian either. We're not in Texas yeah. anymore. So, Sue, you're rating if they come within 80, 80 feet. feet. Yep, Sue, so you're rating if they come within 140. Yes. The flame drakes continue flying forward before, in both of their cases, they tuck their wings in tight angling their heads down as they go into this falcon-like dive of just building momentum as they start plummeting straight towards the ground. Citra, your ready to action goes off. Sudi, yours does not. Eh? What about my 190? Can someone with a better angle from me count how far Masika is away from? Uh, she is uh, 100 feet away. Uh, then yeah, they'll pass within your... The one on the left will pass within your range. Okay. Uh, so that would be a 22? 
22 will hit the drake. Oh, hey. Nice. As you knock an arrow, let fly. Nice. Does that bow do anything? Oh, that's the wasp. It bow. is the wasp one, but I don't. I can only do that one per day to sick a swarm at them. <laughs> the swarm also stays in the square. Yeah. So oh, yeah. Okay. That would be five points of damage. So your arrow slams into it. All right. The rider and the drake need to both make reflex saves. DC 20. 24 for the drake. 17 for the rider. Okay, so I do nine points of damage total. The drag takes half. Yeah. All right, so an arrow slam or flies up, slicing into the side of this thing. A fork of lightning comes down from the sky, searing through it. It bellows out in a pained roar before it kind of makes this almost this convulsive motion that goes through the full length of its body, and you see this light like fire going up through its long sinuous neck before it just vomits forth this ball of fire. The one off towards uh, Masika's right off, well, technically left to everyone's right except for Sudi. The one closest to Sudi does the exact same motion as a cool. globulate of fire streaks down towards the monk. And I'll need a reflex save from Sudi, Citra, and Hollis. Wow, thanks, reflex save. I rolled a 12 for a 20. I rolled a 10 for a 14. Uh, I roll a 14 for a 27. So, Citra, you just kind of, you just tuck and roll. Throwing yourself sideways, there's this blast of fire and globulates of this almost magma-like saliva that come flying in every direction from this thing's breath. That's nasty. Uh, so Citra avoids it entirely. Hollis, you take half damage. Sudi, you take full. Yep. Oh, okay. Hollis just didn't evade it entirely. No, oh, that's fine. Uh, that makes the math easy. Uh, Sudi, you take 20 points of damage. Okay. Hollis, you take 10. Hollis takes no damage. So five points off for your energy resistance and then five for your absorption. Yep. Okay. It's Hollis's turn. All right. Um, huh, huh, hmm. Hollis Starkweather. Hollis is... The weather is particularly stark today. Anyway. How far away am I from Sudi? Am I within 70 or 65 feet? Yeah, I believe you are, because you can move over diagonally. That'd be 20, 40, so it'd be like, dun, 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 yeah. 50. You're 55 feet away from Sudi. I'm going to bolt off over to Sudi. All right. And tap him with a resist energy fire, because Citra's going to get out of the way more often than you are. Because my dice luck is awful. And you're about to hit him <laughs> with your bare hands. Uh, not if he doesn't close. He's still way out of my range. He's more than 80 feet away from me. Well, I got something for that in a second, but I can only do one thing around. Okay. All right, so Hollis charges over there, lays a hand upon Sudi's uh, burning shoulder. You're still trying to scrape all of these gobulets of burning. At this point, it's almost like you just were hit in the face with boiling saliva yeah. uh, as it burns across you. This should help. Oh, that's much better. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Oh, my rope. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sudi Kantar, you're ready to action to not go off. Hey, maybe get big. It won't actually help me in range. Uh, the arrow actually will decrease as soon as it leaves my hand. It'll actually make it worse because he takes oh. a size penalty yep. to his attack roll. <laughs> yep. Uh, okay, so how far away are they? Because I'm going to take a shot at them. I can throw you, maybe. Uh, don't? I don't think that's a good idea. Wait, wait, wait. Do I have a ring of feather fall? I have telekinetic charge. I, I don't know. I don't have a ring of feather fall. Don't throw me. He's uh, 105 feet away. Oh, that's fine. 105 feet. All right, that's in my second range increment, so I'll take the minus two penalty to take a shot at him because if they're not going to come down, that's the only thing I can do. Right. I'm targeting the Drake. Could I throw you and you grab on and have an epic Drake battle, like, on top of the Drake? Uh, that assumes that I make the grapple check. You're putting things into my luck that is not going to be a thing. <sighs> All right, so on the good news... I roll a 19, which is a 29, which is a threat. A 29 nice. will hit threat. Roll to confirm. 
Oh. Natural 20 to confirm, yeah. baby. We'll confirm your critical what hit. What were you saying about luck? Shoots up. What yeah, were you saying was, about luck? If I, if I neg myself enough, it'll work. <laughs> <laughs> Goodness. Uh, so that's uh, 12, 14 points of damage. A solid blow to the Drake that also took the full brunt from the previous lightning blast. Nice. Hey. We're going to so lightning seared him and battered. I suppose, Sudi, as you shoot this arrow into the Citra, as you kind of recover from your tuck and roll, Hollis glancing up, Masika, you have a rather wide view. You're not focused on any one particular of them right now. The cultists on the back seem as if they've consumed something. You then see this flash of light reflecting off blades as both of them draw and heft these two-handed falchions up above their shoulders as the dragons come diving in. Oh, I don't goody. like those. Oh, goody. Great. Your old buddy, the cultists. They're back at Dinosaur Story. All right, I know my next move for myself. <laughs> <laughs> ah, at least, at least somebody got that reference. That's we're back. <laughs> it is we're back for a Dinosaur Story. Yeah. But still. That brings us to Citra. Is he in range? Better range than... No, the, the dragons haven't descended any further. Ah. Shoot. Uh, Whatever. It's still only a minus two. I'm going to go for it. Okay. Now you can shoot at the cultist instead of the dragon if you prefer, but... Yeah. You know, they're being all extra up there on the back of these dragons as they're hefting up their falchions like they're going to swing you. Well, that was pretty good. I got a 27. A 27 will hit your target. For five points of damage. Five points of damage to the cultist I've affectionately named Lefty. Oh. (laughs) So don't forget your haste and you get more more attacks. Oh, but that was a net one. That's okay. Roll again. Mm, 21. Oh, sorry. 22 with haste. 22 will strike your target. Sweet. For another five points of damage. As you thunk two arrows into him as he descends towards you, steadily closing, bringing us to Masika. I'm going to move forward, but I don't want to be close enough to anybody else to be hit in the same <laughs> fireball. I'm going to move forward, but at least 40 feet away from uh, Citra. And then uh, I'll uh, do another lightning bolt on... Yaw. The one that I'm in range of. Sizzle, sizzle, baby. But you're now in range of both, yeah. but you hit lefty previously. How bad does the other Drake look? Okay, let's put it this way. The cultist on the back of lefty, on the back of lefty the Drake, not lefty the cultist. Uh, <laughs> oh, God, they're both named lefty. Lefty Jr. Uh, <laughs> oh, it's sad now. That cultist is is badly injured. The Drake looks pretty good. Uh-huh. Whereas the other side, the other cultist is uninjured, but the Drake looks pretty messed up. <laughs> Putting somebody on the ground wouldn't be bad. Yep. All right, I guess I'll go for the more injured Drake. Okay. So DC 20 reflex save for that, for Righty and Righty Jr., I guess. <laughs> You're correct. That's a good roll. <laughs> if this egg hatches, we should name it Righty the Third. <laughs> Why? Why are we making it sad, guys? Uh, it gets a 20 on its reflex save. Okay, what about the cultist? Fail you. He gets a five? Yeah. <laughs> I'm right. assuming a five fails that. Well, shot. I do 14 damage. Die hard. Right. I can do that eight more times. Nice. Yay. That's such a nice spell. Hopefully we won't need them. Is it one round per caster level or is it one bolt per caster level? It's one round to cast the spell and then you get 10 lightning bolts. For to maximum. So I only can do it seven more times. Yeah, because I was going to say it took a couple rounds for them to get here after you cast it. So Masika brings down another forked bolt of lightning, which sears into the uh, the other drake. Which is looking pretty messed up. Uh, it's writer seems to be alright. I mean, he's seared now, but he's not on death's door. Brings us to the drakes. Yeah, they both charge. Okay. Uh, one charges at Citra, diving down the hundred feet down towards her, pulling up just above her to use its uh, ten-foot reach. Jerk. Ah. Nom, nom, nom. 
it lashes out with its bite. Yeah, you know what? It's charging, sure. Uh, it'll power attack. Oh, boy. That might be okay if it doesn't hit. I think this will do it, but I also don't know your ACs. 26. No, because of the haste. Yay! As it dives perceptive, (laughs) as it dives relative to you in slow motion, you duck down the haste allowing you to pull yourself down. You duck down super fast. Your cloak whips up enough for its teeth to just rent a (laughs) hole through your cloak as it whips past you. You jerk. That's my robe of the hedge wizard. Um, (laughs) We can mend it, honey. It's fine. It then moves out uh, five feet at a diagonal and then five feet closer to Masika. Uh, As it uses its flyby attack, Ah. uh, the other one dives down, will swoop forward and take a bite at Sudi. Also power attacking. Okay. But that is a perfect 20 to automatically ah. hit threat. Well, that's a problem. Oh, maybe, maybe not. 25 to confirm. God, it's right on the nose with the haste. Ah, nuts. That is like two ends of the spectrum. Yeah, that's unfortunate. This gonna hurt y'all. Yeah. All right, if you make it through this, I got one more thing for you, then I'm getting the heck out of here. Well, I'm running over there, not physically within. I'm going away from this dragon. Well, I may be on the ground. We'll find out. I hope not, because uh, that's I mean, scary. I've got 66 hit points right now, so hopefully it doesn't do more than that's that. That's almost my whole hit points. Yeah, so hopefully it doesn't do more than that. He's rolling more dice. So that's 46 regular damage as it bites Ow! onto you. Uh, good news. And six points of fire. Good news. It's 45 and then six <laughs> fire, because I have got damage reduction. Ha <laughs> ha. Uh, no fire, because you have resist energy, baby. Oh, that's right, and I'm resistant energy, so hey. It's resist. Uh, You'll live forever. Resist ten, right? <laughs> ten or twenty. I don't know. Yeah, it should be resist ten at this level. So cool. I have twenty hit points left. I can't take another hit like that. Uh, it then banks and flies out ten feet, so it's uh, now adjacent to Hollis. I don't like that one bit. As it chomps onto Sudi, banks hard, flies over, bring us to Hollis. Hollis is gonna. So if I move, it can attack me. Is that the thing? Yes, you yes. are threatened. You can take a five foot step and be out of its threatened range. Right, I'm taking a five foot step back next to Sudi, and then I'm gonna tap Sudi with a displacement. Okay. Sweet. All right, that's all I got. Now don't get yourself eaten. I'm not one thing too, but oh, that hurt. So Sudi's form flickers for a second and then appears adjacent from that. Sudi Kantar. That touched a lot. Shoota! Why? I can get big and start punching this thing. Seems like I'm good. going to do that. Is this a Jurassic Park reference? No, I have to reload. I get more attacks if I do it, if I get big. So I get big. Sudi gets mad and he gets big. All right, so you toss away the crossbow as this thing bites you. I use my costume to get large, and well. I'm going to attack it three, four times. Wait, yeah, four times because I'm hasted. And you're displaced, so, so hopefully flurry that of blows. Flurry of blows, baby. Can you stun a dragon? Yes. Yes. Technically, yes. Stun They're immune to sleep, not stun. So I will try to stun it with my first attack. That would be awesome. Very well. It won't really kill the rider, but it would at least like put them on the ground. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Eh, maybe. Uh, so that is a 24. 24 will hit the drake as you spin around and punch out at it. Okay. 10 plus... Yeah, Hollis. Four. So nine points of damage. Yeah, Hollis slides back, 
reaches out, lays a hand on you, pretty much as you're expanding in size and stepping up, using the upward momentum of his sudden increase in size to just kind of scissor kick his foot straight up. Oh man, can I just scorpion kick this thing? cracks into the gut of this thing as you hear this bone crack from its spine and it just (laughs) hits the ground in this spray of sand and dirt. Dude, I totally want to have scorpion kicked that thing. That'd been awesome. Hey, you have some more hits. I do. I do have more hits. Nope, I feel like this was a good choice. Now I'm going to run away. The cultist tumbles free from the fallen drake, hits the ground, rolls through the sand. Uh, having taken the falling damage, he actually falls prone. Yay. Five foot step, and babe. I don't actually even have to five foot step. Ten feet. So oh, ten yeah. feet. <laughs> yeah. I, I like that Sudi does this like dramatic kick and just like looks down at this little guy in the sand and just goes, Bam. night, night, and just stomps off stomp. <laughs> yeah, you kicked, a, night, you kicked night. the dragon really? so hard that the guy popped off the top with like that Mario pop sound. <laughs> <laughs> Fell, hit the ground, skidded through the dirt, still trying to stumble up to his feet, uh-huh. half blinded as he's trying to move his mask back into position. Oh, man. Really? You're worrying about your mask right now? Well, I mean, he's half blinded because he knocked oh, the mask out of his yeah. <laughs> uh, All right, so he is prone. That is a 21 to hit him. 21 will hit his AC minus four as, you, <laughs> Don't as your foot still up in the air just drops down on. Oh, I'm real minimum damage, so five points of damage to him. Do not Cracking forget that they explode. And you I know, I know. Uh, he's got fire resist. I've got fire resist. Yeah, I, I don't care right now. I would love to get one of these masks, though. We're going to. Uh, the masks survive. Do they? They've, they've been collecting usually them. badly burned. Oh, they yeah, they've been collecting them. Steel. All right. One more <laughs> before my haste attack. Uh, that's Ooh. another 21. 21 right. will strike Apparently your target I'm gonna again. Mess I'm going to mess this guy up. You're mad. you continue to stomp him down into the sand. Uh, that's 10 points of damage. He is a mayfly and you are the kitty. <laughs> <laughs> you swatted him out of the air and now you're eating him. He's still alive. Oh. Still trying to get up to his feet. All right. Hit him again with the haste attack. That is going to be a 19. 19. We'll hit him since he's prone. <laughs> Ouch. Ouch. For 11 points of damage. You continue to viciously stomp. Sudi probably maze a little bit as, again, your weigh. How much do you normally weigh? Uh, so Sudi, when he is not uh, in his big form, weighs 150 pounds. So he weighs eight times that right now. Yeah. So you weigh approximately 1,200 pounds. Yep. And this guy is taking that beating like a champ. So, I mean, it's more or less like a man getting stomped on by an elephant at this point. (laughs) That being said, he is still getting up to his feet as he begins to plant one knee underneath him, get a foot under him between each one of the impacting hits. Jeez. Bringing us to said cultus, he gets up to his feet, provoking an attack of opportunity. Wow, man. All right. I'll I'll punch him again uh, with a 24. 25. 25 will hit as you bring (laughs) your fist down at him. Just smash the mask. Oh, oh no. I I hurt him real bad. That is 15 points of damage. He maxed out. Stumbles up to his feet. What? Battered, broken, bleeding everywhere. Hefts the falchion two-handed as he steps forward. Bellows Hockatep's name and swings. Oh, no. Don't forget you have displacement. Yep, so 50% mischance. Out of curiosity, the 27 hit? It would have hit, yes. So the 14% that he rolls on his mischance. As his blade whistles through the air, missing you entirely. Team so, Solace is killing it over yeah, there. Yeah, well, Solace is, say, the, is the best team. Solace has saved both of our butts in this fight. I know, <laughs> right? Doing. Abjurers, man. Abjurer, baby. 
On the other side of the arch, on the other side of the battlefield from here, Citra, you just see a shadow cross over you. As you look up, this cultist leaps from the back of the dragon. Oh my. Grabs his falchion two-handed in midair and hefts and swings it down at you as he descends down from the sky. Well, that's crazy. Hearing his distant companion, he also bellows out to the sky pharaoh. I think this might have been the same thing I rolled previously. 26? Does not hit thanks to haste. Very well. You <laughs> Best spell ever. <laughs> dive out of the way as this blade whistles past you, coming within a quarter of an inch of striking you on the nose. Oh, my. As he spins past, reaching up with one hand, kind of dislodging his cloak as it's just whipped away into the wind and then hefting his falchion high. Citra Nahamra, as you stumble back through the sand, distantly you can see this because... Uh, where Citra, you're facing right now, you're facing south, so this guy drops into the sand. You see the dragon that he dropped off of is circling past, seemingly heading towards Masika. Past the two of them, you see this cloud of sand just erupting as the second dragon falls and hits the ground, and then Sudi is just pounding down at this guy <laughs> over and over again. Well, Citra is going to drop her bow, deftly draw both of her kukris, and slash at the cultist. All right. So that is a 27. 27 will, however, hit your target as you bring your kukri to bear. I suppose he's flat-footed since he landed. No. It's worth a try. He landed on his feet. Technically, he didn't take the swing until he landed, because otherwise he would have been kind of awkward. Uh, that is nine points of damage. Still, you bury your blade slicing through, catching him on the thigh and ripping your blade into him. He's still standing. He was the one that was badly injured by the initial attacks. Masika, there's a drake hitting towards you. There's a cultist on the left-hand side that's being all dramatic and having a standoff and fight in the sand with Citra. And there's a cultist on the right-hand side that's doing his best Arnold Schwarzenegger Terminator climbing his way out. <laughs> dun, dun, right. dun, 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 dun. Climbing his way out of the exploded diesel truck. Smitty's <laughs> <laughs> pretty hurt, right? Uh, yes, I am down to less than a quarter of my hit points. All right, I'm going to move 60 feet towards Sudi. All right. That's it. And this dragon's banking at me. I mean, it seems like it was starting to, although now you're going out wide, so you don't know if it's going to or not. If Narva pokes his head out of the bag, is he still, you know, like when a familiar is on you, they get total cover and all that jazz? No. No. Uh, if he pops his head, it, no, a familiar that's on you gets some cover. Yeah. He would still get improved cover. All right. This cultist is really jacked up on this side, right? Yeah. Yep. All right, the one, the one in front of Sudi. I'm going to call lightning the one, the dragon that's still alive because holy crap, the Drake. Yeah, because yeah, it has an area attack, so that um, could really mess us up. So that according to Hollis, recharges every six to thirty seconds, so it could exactly. be back up again. Yeah, six to thirty-six. All right, seconds. so it needs to make a uh, save DC twenty. That'd be a natural one for a seven. <laughs> nice. Right, so it takes twelve points of damage. A vicious hit to the Drake, although it's still moving. Narmer. Yep. Narmer, spit at the cultist. Spit. Aha. <laughs> <laughs> Finally. Uh, he's going to use one of his wand charges. Mashika calls on Narmer. He clambers his way out of the Narmer, bag. Narmer, I choose you. You're into like a Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually spit a super effective. <laughs> That's he, the only reference out. I know. <laughs> he was out when we were hasted, right? He was Okay, so he gets a 25 to do a this acid glob. I'm assuming it's a ranged touch attack. Yeah, it'd be a ranged touch attack, minus four for firing into melee. So he gets a 21. 21 will nice. strike his target, though. Nice. Good boy. Aha! Uh, I'm like one of those spitting fish. 
Hammer does six points of acid damage. <laughs> the acid goblet hits the man right in the side of the head. Oh. He stumbles and just falls flat to the ground. Oh, he's gonna explode. And then he explodes. I kill steel. <laughs> uh, there's been a definite explosion as the figure just bursts into flames as flaming snakes streak out at Hollis and Sooty. I will need a reflex save from both. I got a 25. Uh, I got a 27. Uh, both of you save, so you take half damage, which would go from 10 points of fire damage to five. I take no damage. I take no damage because I have evasion. So the two of you roll out of the way. Hollis, you have your magical energies just absorb your layered magical protections that yeah. you use every day. I like the idea that Hollis doesn't even really bother to dodge. Yeah. It's like, oh, that's fire. That's fine. It's flaming snakes trying to crawl up you. Yeah, get. So he exploded. Good job, Narmer. I have proven myself once again to be the most valuable member of his party. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I claim his mask as my trophy. I, I, I mean, I guess. It's a little burnt. Citra's too far away to hear any of this. <laughs> hey, Citra's still fighting somebody. And there's a drake. <laughs> so the flame drake uses a swift action for a sudden burst of speed, flying 40 feet straight at Masika. Oh, oh no. Uh, its sudden burst of speed gives us an extra move action this round, which means it'll then take a full attack action. Oh, no. oh what? Wow. They get really cool abilities. Wow, <laughs> that's awful. Poor Masika. We're going to start with the 27. Yeah, that'll hit. Uh-oh. She best be effed up. Uh, so that's 17 points of regular damage, 3 points of fire. It then brings its tail around for a tail slap. That's only a 22. Nope. So you manage to duck out of the way of this as it whips back past you, although it still does manage to chomp onto your extended arm. Norma lets out a loud nope and then dives back into the back. <laughs> Call me back when you have it down to you're almost dead. <laughs> you're so brave. Not exactly the most valuable member anymore, is he? Technically speaking, I'm immune to fear. Okay. Hollis. <laughs> Not really showing that now. <laughs> Hollis is going to magic missile the dragon. Very well. Because they shouldn't have shield on them. We hope Little not. do you know. They have a uh, amulet of shield. Get they, five of these. They drenched a like, haunch of beef or something in a potion of shield and then fed it to them. <laughs> <laughs> Here you go, buddy. It's raw, but by the time they eat it, it's cooked. They get a big syringe loaded up with some, you know, beef broth and they squirt it down their throats. 18 damage. 18 points of damage as a, uh, I guess you're up to, you're up to five now, aren't you? Yeah, you just got missile. five. Yeah. Still a vicious blow as a uh, quintet of magic missiles slices into your target. And then I'm going to hustle, I don't know, like 30 feet, kind of veering clear of the dragon toward where Citra's at. Very well. So I want to be in the middle-ish. That's too close to the dragon. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right next to the dragon. So Hollis takes off running back in the direction of Citra, bringing us to Sudi Kantar. All right. Sudi's going to charge the drake and punch it. Again, trying to stun it. So we'll see how this goes. That's okay. That's perfect 20. Perfect 20 will strike this your target. This is Sudi hates drakes, apparently. Sudi hates cultists and drakes especially. <laughs> especially cultist drakes. How dare they? Uh, will a 26 confirm? 26 will confirm. And again, you don't need to stun him because you're probably going to make him dead. Uh, well, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> Maybe. So that's uh, 21 points of damage. So Sudi strides across the sand in two large steps. This thing chomps down onto Masika, rips into her, and brings its head back up just as Sudi's fist connects in the <laughs> side of its face. 
and for the second time in this week, Masika, as a large lizard has attempted to eat you, <laughs> wraps his fist into this thing's head, and it tumbles down, soaring over Masika, and cracks into a mess of bone and meat. Sudi, you're the best kitty. <laughs> yes, I am. Sudi throws back his head, a massive like lion-like roar. All right, Sudi, I'm going to throw you at this other cultist next round, so uh, get, get yourself healed. <laughs> no, Sudi so, so just kind of like nods. He like gets in that position that like you're when you're about to start running to jump over something. He has no idea how this thing works. <laughs> that brings now, us. All y'all are on one side and Citrus by herself. I know. I'm, I'm throwing Sudi over there next I round. I need to get over there badly. But at least it's just a cultist and not a cultist and a dragon. That's so. true. Yes, it's true. <laughs> that brings us to the other cultist who hefts his falchion, spins and swings with a 20, sorry, 31. Ah! That'll finally get me. Citra. Yikes. That is a threat. Oh, no. I don't like that at all. I don't like it. I'm at full health, though. Oh, okay. So. Okay. I still don't like it. Follows that up with a 25. No. Yeah. No, no. Because no. haste. Actually, that wouldn't, that wouldn't have hit me. Oh, well, then never mind. <laughs> I was going to give it to Hollis, but no. No, Hollis didn't get that one. I'm just, I'm just very dexterous. It's still going to hurt. <laughs> it's a falchion. But at least it's not a critical, because isn't that a times three critical? Yeah, yeah. I think so. For 17 points of damage, the falchion slices into you. Uh, falchions are times two critical. Oh, okay. But they're in 18 to 20 critical range. Oh, that's right, because they're big scimitars. Jerk. Yeah. Again, nice. falchions have been uh, pretty bad for this party in the past. True. Bringing us back around to the top of the initiative, Citra Nahamra. Oh, I'm at the top? I guess with all the readying, I did. I was going to say, well, no, you, you, you went from the top to delay yourself to the middle to ready in action, and then your ready in action went immediately before the dragons when you shot the dragon, which put you back at the top again. Okay, well, I'm going to full on attack You lost a turn this. in there somewhere. Yeah, somewhere. <laughs> hey, I'm throwing Sudi if you want to wait. Oh, I will delay. I want my sneak. All right, Citra continues to rotate her way through the turn. <laughs> <laughs> Keeping them off balance. Masika. Oh, Masika moved up in the initiative. I'm like, wait, what? When Masika ready to put her in the initiative before the dragon. That works out really well because I want to throw Sudi on my turn. Can you throw 1,200 pounds of cat, it's man? Not, it's not capped at weight. It's wow. one willing creature. Okay, so you're going to Yoda this thing where it's like size matters not. I'm going to do a, yeah, a softball pitch. Technically speaking, a wizard could use it on a rune giant and launch a 50-foot rune giant through the air if they wish to. Let's be real. That totally happened in some battle Thassalon. during Thessalonian era. Yeah. I Must rolled have. real good. Yay! Sudi gets 38 hit points. Yay! Back. Very nice. All right. So you step up next to Sudi. critical, I'm sorry. Lay your hand upon him. Infuse him with the power of life-giving water. And then looks at Hollis and goes, he's ready! <laughs> I like that we're charging the missile here and then we're like going to throw this thing. Miss Starkweather. Hollis is going to use telekinetic charge to throw <laughs> Sudi. How far? 45 feet. So he should be a... 10 feet away so he can actually get his hit at the very end. Yeah, yeah that would leave him exactly 10, 10 feet away 20, from his target. 30. Wow, perfectly. <laughs> and so uh, you get to make an immediate uh, attack against that opponent with a plus two bonus on the attack roll. I'm gonna do it. Oh, oh as if I'm charging. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Well, so, without me taking the penalty for charging. That's super cool. Magic. All the momentum, but none of the off-balanceness. Yep. I know. <laughs> I, I like the idea that Sudi like, takes one step forward and is just like flying through the air, like doing that quick running thing that you do, because you're like, oh, God. <laughs> do a softball pitch. You fly. Very fun. Uh, I didn't roll great. Um, Fastball special. Uh, so that's a 22 with the flank. 22 will strike your target and with the flank it. as you launch out Boom. your fist. Oh, minimum damage. So I only do six points of damage to him. 
I'm still so laughing that takes him out. <laughs> Six points, still not bad. Could have been better. Couldn't have been worse. Hey, it's a free attack. You just got it. Would you like to re-enter the initiative? Yes, stab I would. him. Oh, stab, stab. Some effective teamwork here. Yes. Yep. So that would be. We're gelling a... now. We're gelling, guys. It only uh, took 105 episodes. We're finally gelling together as one. 26. We're, we're having 26. our Avengers moment. We'll strike your target. Okay. Your flanked target, might I add. Oh, yes. Oh, good. Oh, nice. We're having the Avengers moment. Uh, well, I just rolled three sixes. Oh. Dun, dun, so. dun, dun. And a nice. four. <laughs> Jeez. Be 33 points Holy of damage. Holy cow. He's that gonna... will succeed as you bury your blade into him. That was for Anjuris. He stumbles for a second, stares up at you through the mask. There is no escape. Nothing. And then detonates. Kaboom. We just assume every cultist with a falchion is the one that killed Anjuris. <laughs> yeah, From ask. now on, the rest is of this, this adventure. The There's no way that they all dress the same and wear identical masks. I know. Knows. I do know. Is it? That seems like more of an after-party That is a great after-party <laughs> question of, have we killed this guy Regardless, yet? I need a reflex save from Citra. Yeah, because explosions. Sudakantar? I, I got a 14. You got a 22. Is that the second 14? Yes, it is. <laughs> don't, don't, I don't want to talk about it. You have resistance. I don't want to talk about it. You have resistance. It's not going to hurt uh, you. 10 points of fire to Sudi. Which does and, nothing. Uh, and Citra evades for no damage as she leaps <laughs> back out of the <laughs> way. Haha, nice. As all of you stand here in this smoky burn... <laughs> Battlefield. All right, everybody, get in close. Also, grab all their masks and stuff. Yeah, just I in guess case we'll go do to that. prove that we fought them. <laughs> <laughs> to prove they do in fact exist. Oh, I am injured. Uh, I think we're all injured. They spread out the herd a little bit. Yep, I prefer everybody that. Everybody, get in close. Okay, we're cuddling. Well, we, we, we go in. Sudi shrinks down so that he can squeeze in. <laughs> Masika channels. Everybody gets back twenty-two. Nice. I am at full. I am also at full. Well, that was fun. I never threw a cat folk before. That was very effective. Hmm. I think I'm going to throw him more often. I mean, I'm not against it. That was pretty cool. So you like throwing, but you don't like eyeballs. Well, the eyeballs are just strange. And then it means if they're everywhere, you could always get poked in the eye no matter where you were. Uh, exactly. That's true, but you do see better. Yeah, but, th- but then but your then clothes are rubbing on eyeballs. Hmm. It's just strange. The problem. I have eyeballs on my tail, and I don't like it. They flip <laughs> around all the time without me doing anything. Hmm. Hmm. So, all right. no to eyeballs, yes to throwing. Be thrown into battle. That was... That was fun. I wish I'd roll better. <laughs> don't yeah. like that they explode. Well, I think that's just the thing they're going to always do. We just need to have, like, fi- uh, fire resistance on all the time. Let's pick up all their stuff. We loot their bodies. Narmer, here's your mask. Okay. <laughs> I don't, I don't know what you're going to do with it. He Does he it get it even after he hid? What? Why are you putting it on? Now, if we have to, I could climb up on top of your head, and then you could wear, like, a big cloak, and then put the hood up, and then I could talk to the cultish because I'm much better at lying than you. I don't think that's going I think to work they'd recognize whatsoever. the voice. You know, that's, know not that that's not the craziest idea I've ever heard. I could just tell them I have a really bad head cold. I don't think we're going to get close enough to talk to him. I mean, it realize. could work, though, if we had to. How My could Lord. that work? How? Sudi. The cultists are very dumb and are willing to believe the lie. Sudi, they're not very dumb. Otherwise, they wouldn't have gotten very far. Or what if you used that, that shaman spell on me? I mean, I could do that, but I could just make you look like a different robot. What if I just kind of look like a halfling? 
They're halfling cultists, right? I don't think it would be believable. I mean, I haven't we haven't done an in twenty actually. That's racist. <laughs> I, you might be right because I think they've all been human. They might be racist. I mean, they're probably racist. Bunch of mass cow wearing racist out here in the desert. Yeah, seem, I mean, it seems right. Messing everything up, Messing capturing everything people up. who aren't like them, quote unquote. That yeah, it reads. Man. This just got dark, y'all. Real quick. It's been dark for a while. <laughs> we also have this egg that we just murdered the parents of. All right, we're about to now go. That you, I was going to say, you just orphaned this egg, by the way. We're about I to go all Quentin Tarantino on these cultists. Yes. Gracious. Yeah. All righty, then. Uh, so what do, what do we pull off of them? Uh, searching the cultists. You can find the following. That's a good bite. I'm writing you down for that egg, Hollis. Oh, really? Okay. Uh, no, you're the I one who we, wanted to take it. We said we were going to give it to the somebody, either the Giants or uh, Ka'at, I thought. Yeah. Well, well I'm writing it down we as to the loot to see, We'll see if she'll be able to part with it after she's named it. So, Don't give her the idea. <laughs> I didn't actually name it Righty the Third. <laughs> I mean, she did name it. It was just not a serious name. You find on them a or two scrolls of magic missile. Nice. I'm going to add those to the four I already have. Two scrolls cool. of magic weapon. They love magic weapon. Two plus one heavy crossbows. 38 bolts if you need them. I will restock. Two masterwork falchions. You could take one for your husband, Masika. I don't know what kind of gear he has or what level he is, so... Two cloaks of resistance plus one. Okay. Two funerary masks worth 25 gold pieces apiece. Guess Narmer's keeping one. This one's mine. I'm writing down Masika anyway because Narmer uses her tab. In case I need to infiltrate the cult. Okay. 26 gold pieces. Nothing on the drakes? Two exotic riding saddles, if you want to drag those off the drakes and try to drag them around with you. If only we had our own drakes. Mm. Yeah. But alas, we don't, so they're trash. I was going to say, we might, eventually. Well, we'd have one. <laughs> you could save one. This is one of those moments where if you had a portable hole, it's like, you know, we might need it and throw it in the hole. But, like, we don't have that, so. Yep. No. Most I have is a handy haversack. Yep. The sand gently whistles across the desert. Are the drakes' skin worth anything, and are they edible? I mean, they're definitely edible. The drake skin isn't necessarily worth anything more than standard hide. Aren't they intelligent creatures? Yeah. Eh, that's weird. But the wind whistles past as you stand. Um, I guess we wait around for the caravan. Yep. You set up camp. Maybe not right next to the corpses. Maybe not. No, probably a distance away from But them. like in the archway somewhere. Okay. You travel a short distance off. You set up camp. I imagine probably in the, uh, on the northern side of the... The arch runs east to west, but you're still, of course, still north of the equator. So if you set up camp on the northern side of one of the uh, the ends of the archway, you'd still be in the shadow since the sun's still in the southern hemisphere mm. or the southern skies. I don't have tiny hut today. Oh, it means we're going to have to use real tents. Oh, no. Sad. I think we'll be all right. You settle in. A number of hours pass. The day gets on. At some point, a small pack of hyenas makes its way nearer towards all of you, seemingly roaming from, you're going to guess, one point of the desert to the other and attracted by the smell of blood. Hmm. The scavengers start to do what they do best. And I imagine you all watch from some distance, but as long as you don't approach close to them, they don't seem to mind you. And as long as you don't mind someone very distantly laughing at all of Sudi's bad jokes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's fine. Good, they think I'm funny. You tell yourself that. <laughs> A few vultures show up eventually. Dire vulture. Wow. Where Why is everything I, dire out here? Uh, where are my dire ducks? Yeah, your dire ducks. They're, They're at the dire ponds. They're not scavengers. <laughs> dire pond. Dire pond. Isn't that the ocean? Yes. <laughs> 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 
fucked up. Uh, no, a dire pond is a lake. A dire lake is an ocean. Oh, there we go. Oh, okay. There Actually, a dire go. lake is a sea, and a dire sea is an ocean. Anyway. Wow, that got real. Wow, uh, that got real yeah. technical real Gulf fast. Is in there somewhere too. Eventually, though, you see the uh, the dusty sand. You'd seen the approach of the caravan from some distance off, from atop the ridge. Uh, and fortunately, not long there, thereafter, the caravan makes its way up, approaching towards Falchion Ridge. It's about an hour or so before sundown at this point. The outriders greet you all first. Marin waves at you. Hey. They kind of eye the hyenas and the all the stuff over there, but you know, they circle wide. Don't mind them. They're just hungry. They're cleaning up a mess. I prefer dogs. Hmm. They're dog-like. They're more like cats, and I don't like cats. Well, no that's offense, just Sudi. rude. Glance at Sudi. I just said no <laughs> offense to Sudi. I'm taken. Although I did complain a lot about having the room directly over the kennel where I was keeping my dogs. They were loud, I guess. They were. What? I don't remember this. That was, was like back episode one. That was like way back in Wati. <laughs> wow. Call back a hundred episodes ago. Yes. Yep. We're, we're all big on continuity here. I mean, for all you know, Hollis was staying in the inn at the time. But oh, yeah, I guess true. so. <laughs> you true. just didn't know her. Probably would have noticed a gangly elf. Yeah. There, there were, were lots weirdos. of people. There were lots of weird people. True. That, that inn was full and then some. I think oh. I mentioned someone with a cowboy hat and you just assumed it was one of the Andorans, but hey. it could have not been. Yeah. Anyway. That's true. The rest of the caravan arrives. Falto comes and approaches all of you once the caravan starts to set up for the evening. He makes his way forward, gives all of you a smile. Well, I'm glad to see you're all in one piece. Well, hopefully your journey was a little uh, less action-filled than ours. Y'all met some people? Oh, yeah. We met a couple people along the way. Uh, where? Uh, who are they? Yeah, I can go introduce you if you'd like. Now we're all very paranoid. Just to cultists? be safe. Cultists in disguise. Which is not having their disguise on. More than meets the eye. I mean, probably. He leads you a short distance back. The wagons for these people, there are two of them are somewhat easy to pick out from the rest as they are brightly colored red uh, as far as the tarps across the top of them unlike the white that the rest of yours are okay as you approach closer you can see uh what appears to be a small group that's kind of setting up a camp right now you think there's maybe 12 members that were riding in these two caravans a woman seems to be in charge of organizing everyone setting things up a tall scarred woman dark skinned with no hair her head seemingly shaved completely bald and a number of what appear to be tattooed markings across her neck and the back of her head as well as piercings through her ears Sitcher kind of glances at uh, Masika like do you, do you know this one do I know these people <laughs> she's much darker skin tone than any Osirian that you've met so she probably comes from further to the south or Katapashi or below more along the lines of Mwangi oh a man stands nearby and seems to be in the process of helping set up things, getting things organized off towards the side. This man, as he turns back towards you, is a... He's kind of if a dwarf and a human had a child. Somehow what? he is human-sized, but as wide as he is tall, seemingly. What? With this thick black beard, which falls down to about his collar or so. And it's extraordinarily like thick and curly. It looks like if you pressed against it, it'd be cotton candy soft. Oh, goodness. He's a dire dwarf. <laughs> he has a face that appears to be in a permanent state of just something akin to a smile, where there's the laugh lines at the edges of his eyes and at the edges of his mouth that aren't obscured by his mustache and beard of someone who probably enjoys a great deal of jokes. You think he's probably going bald across the top, judging by the thinning of his hair that you can see along the sides, but the top of his head is completely obscured by a bright red fez. Hmm. The man turns and looks over all of you as you begin to approach closer. Ah, my friend Falto mentioned he had friends here. And you are exactly? 
My fair lady. He steps forward, bows at the waist. I am known as Agma. Sometimes known as Agma the Clever or Agma the Honest. Sense motive. Yeah, clever Anybody and honest. Anybody has to call himself honest. He smiles, pressing a hand to his chest and bowing, the hand having a, at least two gold rings on every finger. Gracious. I get a 23. I roll a 16 for a 25. I roll a 15 for a 28. 25. Okay. I don't have any ranks, so. Oh, okay. You get the feeling that no one has probably ever called him Agma the Honest, except for maybe himself. <laughs> in more of a marketing sort of strategy, but you don't necessarily get the feeling that he's lying about who he is. Okay. More along the lines of he is kind of a traditional merchant type that seems to be overselling his own, his own stance. Overpromise, <laughs> underdeliver. We're nomadic merchants. From Eto, if you've been there. Do I know about Eto? What, where, where, Dad? Uh, anyone that wishes to may make me a, I would say, knowledge geography or knowledge local. Okay. Uh, I rolled an 18 for a 34. On geography. I rolled a nine and got a 23. I've rolled through Milwaukee before. For local, sorry. Both of you know of Edo. Both of you know slightly different things pertaining towards Edo. Edo is a city in Osirian. Ah. It's actually north of the Pillars of the Sun. Hmm. So it would be probably a good, I mean, honestly, from where you are now, it'd probably be a good 300 miles north of here. Hollis, you would know the following. Edo is an Osirian city. It's located... Many people in Edo consider it to be the center of Osirian. Hmm. And geographically speaking, it almost is. Uh, it's located just north of the mountain range known as the Pillars of the Sun and straddles the overland trade route between Sothis to the east and the Semasek to the west. And has seen its fortunes kind of wax with the increase of foreign trade since Osirian's independence. Hmm. In addition to benefiting from its increased trade, it has also become a launching pad for adventurers usually seeking to plunder the country's many ancient tombs since that was opened up about seven years ago. Hmm. Uh, Citra, you know of the city of Edo, although it's a distant city located kind of the center. All you really know, you remember hearing rumors and tells that the city has been calling upon adventurers for some time, mostly due to the fact that they have a constant issue with the Knoll tribes in the surrounding region attacking caravans that travel through the city of Edo. Well, that just sounds wonderful. <laughs> what brings you down here? I'm traveling south, making my way to the wondrous city of Tefu. The house of knowledge and wisdom, education for the southern lands, wise and benevolent magistrates, and the masters of the arcane. Wow. Well, I hope to find a good market for selling treasures of great magical importance that I have found uh, during my travels. You know that this caravan's not heading that way, right? Oh, no. We unfortunately came under attack on our way. We became a little lost in the desert. Uh, we were set upon by some strange men in masks, and unfortunately, they managed to overwhelm one of my wagons, take some prisoners, and escape back into the desert. I, I want to, yep. Yeah. <laughs> See if he's Aww, telling the truth. I didn't truth. do real good on that one, though. I did very good. I got a 27. I rolled an 18. I got a 13 for a 19. I rolled a 3 for a 16. <laughs> Sudi Citra, yeah, it all sounds like he's telling the truth as far as that's concerned. Hollis, you feel like he's telling the truth as far as the encounter with the cultists and such is concerned. He seems a little touchy about his business in the desert. Hmm. You know, it sure is an interesting route you took through the parched dunes. I mean, isn't it a quicker trip to take the, the Sphinx? Just go a little east, take the river down? Oh, it would depend on how you look at the map. He smiles, kind of steps forward, places a hand on Hollis's shoulder, sort of steers you so that you're facing away from the rest of his caravan 
I was like, okay. Uh, maybe I took a bit of an exaggerated route to make my way south. Because you're hiding something? Hiding? No. He glances back towards the tall, muscular, scarred woman who seems to eye all of you somewhat before turning and beginning to yell at someone who seems to be having trouble taking one of the, the bridle off of one of the camels. I was hoping to maximize my profit by avoiding the certain river tolls that are required to go through docks at On and Tapu. It may have led to... Uh, I may have underestimated the danger of this route. Ah. Uh, I would prefer if that stayed away from the ears of my um, muscular companion. Does he seem to be on the level about this? Uh, you can sense motive, wish. <laughs> we now are the party of sensing motives. I got a 10. Or I roll a 4 and got a 10, so boom. I roll a 12, and I add a 9 to that, and I get a 21. Well, a 9 for a 22. What if the time and the rations and the water and everything you need to go through the desert outweigh the benefits of missing the tolls? Hmm. You still get the impression he's not telling the complete truth. But you get the impression that also what he's telling you is the truth. Hmm. What were you looking for out here in the desert? Out here in the... No, I've been looking for a way out of the desert. Nothing here in the desert. Let us put it this way. We are very protective of our caravan. And if you're bringing something into the caravan that is going to bring danger and or extra harm that we're already having to deal with... We need to know about it. We need to know about it. Not that we're going to take any of your stuff or stop whatever you're doing... We just want to make sure it's not going to make our situation worse. Sudi kind of looks at Citra with that, really? What? I'm neutral. We're neutral good. I'm also neutral. <laughs> neutral good. So I'm like, I don't care about looks that. Looks into for one. some validation. She shrugs. This is the desert, man. Everyone uh, for themselves. Citra remembers he's the only lawful one here and goes, oh no. I miss on yours. Although there are no laws in the desert. Yeah, but don't you just follow like Phrasma's code? You're not big on yeah. the law, Well, Mr. yeah, but the plundering. I let Sagira get it, away with everything. Well, yeah, but, if, the, but if, he plund, if he plundered a tomb, that would be potentially bad because it would be dangerous. Yeah, and it depends on how what he took from the yeah, tomb, how Masika is going to react. Yeah, so. yeah, we'll see. But I'm trying to get. So him don't to say tell we us. won't take anything from him because we will if it's super dangerous. Sister won't fuse that bomb. I have nothing in my caravan that would be of of great danger to any friends that I was traveling with. Uh, Sense motive? Would it be dangerous to other people who weren't his friends? Probably. <laughs> I got a natural twenty on that one, so nice. that gives me a uh, uh, thirty-three. I got a thirteen for a nineteen. I got a five for a fourteen. We're doing so much sense motive I on know, this guy. This is, this is probably overkill. Strangely, he seems to be implying that there would be some danger when he says great danger, but you actually get the impression there would be no danger from anything that he's carrying. But he wants to think you to think that something that he has is possibly dangerous. That's weird. Salesmanship, he's going to try to sell it to us. Hmm. Let me be honest with you. That would be wise. I am, of course, Aqua the Honest. <laughs> okay. So he doesn't actually laugh, I'm just thinking it's funny. He's reiterating this. There are a number of rumors floating around about the situation in the South. Mm-hmm. Particularly those around this gangs and Wati and On and Tefu. And I may have had some run-ins previously with... With which one? Both. And suffice it to say that I have no interest in drawing the attention of anyone from On or Wati. But Tefu's okay. Well, there are no gang activity in Tefu. 
Uh, yeah, Sister does say, laugh at that one. Yeah, I was going to say, Sudi gives a... <laughs> you're so wrong. Oh, that gang's everywhere, honey. I hate to tell you. Yeah. If it's the same gang that we're thinking of, they are everywhere. Well, to my understanding, the Hatia of Tefu is extraordinarily stringent in keeping gang activity under control in her city. That part That's is true. definitely true. And let us simply say that I have no interest in passing through either of the two... Either the older or younger sister of Tefu. Hmm. So you're looking for the safety of the Hatcha. Yes, and I hoped the safety of anonymity traveling through the desert such as I was. What kind of run-in did you have with the gangs to make it so that you're hiding from them out here in the desert? Well, let's simply say that I may have traded in some items that they had procured previously uh, until I'd seen the betterment of my ways. Gold masks? Such as? Oh, just... Drugs. Items found in places. I would sometimes take crates from them. I would ask no questions. You they would tell me no lies. Ah. Oh. Grave thingies. No, no, never. I've never dug through a grave myself. Yourself? But you sold the stuff that was. I understand. I have never had a single person tell me that the thing that they have given to me is from a tomb. Yeah, because right. you don't ask. Don't ask, don't tell. So he just kind of like looks at him reproachfully, but remembers that he used to do drug running and stuff, so he's not really one to talk. So then you stopped supplying them, and they got real mad at you about that because they need money to fund their operation. Let us simply say that as the Ruby Prince gained in power, I found that uh, legitimate trade was much easier for a man of my... Honesty? uh, Honesty, yes. (laughs) I was going to say my... Temperament? Physical build and my inherent heart problems. Uh-huh. Well, okay. All right, let's see your goods. Oh, of course. You, If you would like to trade, I'd be more than happy to make you uh, a number of great offers. Beyond that, I do have a traveler with me who is skilled in the enchantment arts. We already have one of those. Well. Two, actually. Well, actually, she's more skilled at that sort of thing than me. I don't anyway. have any craft feats. <laughs> We'll I know, but I'm just trying to... Oh, that's her. Yeah. Uh, the short version of what you can find from him is uh, the following. A scroll of blade barrier, a scroll of rainbow pattern, a scroll of stone skin, hmm. a wand of lightning bolt, seven charges remaining, an onyx dog figurine of wondrous power. Ooh. Aw, cute. cute. A brass hunting horn that... Uh, well, anyone that wishes to may make me a spellcraft check. Six. I rolled an eight for a 26. Rolled a 13 for a 16. Uh, 17 for a 30. Uh, Masika, you're aware that this brass hunting horn, the horn of blasting, as he informs you, uh, it's a 20,000 gold magic item. Uh, Yeah, that is actually dangerous. Uh, It appears to actually be under some sort of enchantment to appear to be a horn of blasting. Hmm. It, in fact, is just a regular horn. Oh, he's got a friend who's good at enchantments. Fraud. He's a fraud. Uh, Two ounces of stone skin. Two ounces of stone? Oh, sorry, it's two ounces of stone solve. Okay. We should maybe grab some of that because we're about to go to the stone area. Uh, yeah, that might actually be useful. Is it actually stone solve? <laughs> yeah, uh, it's probably check. It appears to be. 12 20 gallon barrels of fermented date wine. I think we're good. Uh, okay. 20 pounds of cinnamon, 15 <laughs> pounds of pepper, 20 pounds of tobacco, three highly polished and gold plated knoll skulls. Weird. Hmm. Uh, eight hyena pelts, uh, what appears to be a mummified hand. Is it magical? Hand of glory. It is not magical. Ew. Okay, that's even weirder. You can make your own hand of glory, I guess. So what what happens if you get caught for fraud in the sister cities? Uh, it depends on which city you're in and how lenient or not the uh the Let's, let's say on. On's a little bit more chaotic than the other ones, but most of the time it'd be jail time or the loss of a hand. 
Yeah, I think Wati, it's loss of a hand. Um, the ashes of a Lama shoe held within a glass sphere. There's no way to prove that this is the ashes of anything. Why would you want that? <laughs> so, totally, probably fake. And he would be willing to show you the rarest of all of his uh, treasures. Okay. Uh, and the rarest of all creatures, according to uh, Ama the Honest, which is a single-headed hydra in a brass and silver cage. <laughs> is it just a lizard? Uh, you may make a knowledge of nature if you so wish. I'll have sugar help me, which I need because I rolled bad. Uh, sugar does help me, and I get a 20. Uh, yeah, it's a Mwangi constrictor snake. That's it's just... impressively large, 16-foot snake. Okay, wait a Okay. That's just a snake, y'all. I'm going to metagame for a second here. He's trying to pass off a snake as a hydra when a hydra has legs. Yes. But a lot of people don't know that. How good is his bluff? <laughs> yeah, but how... Okay, the average commoner on Oh, the I know. Street, average commoner would have yeah. more. More importantly, especially because he's asking 10000 for it. More importantly is the average noble would go, hmm, I could have a single-headed hydra for my back garden. That would impress the other nobles. So, um, Mr. Agma the Honest. Um, <laughs> Emphasis on honest. Yes. That's, that's not a real Hydra. Okay. Um, <laughs> we are on a very important mission. Um, have you have you ever been to the sister cities, like, before? Quite. Do you know what the punishment is for um, misleading and or lying to... Fraud. Fraud. Yes, that'd be a good, succinct word for it. I'm well aware of the punishments for such. Okay. I'm from on, so if you try to swindle anybody in um, Falto's caravan, I will uh, enact Osirian on justice. May I be honest with you? Uh, that would be preferable. He steps forward. Can't turn you away from the caravan again. Oh, my God. What is, what, what is with this guy? We're going to send armor to go uh, steal all to his go, stuff. Like, to go sniff. I was going to say to go <laughs> sniff through all his stuff. Yeah. We are just simple, simple travelers through the desert. I understand that most of the items that I have here, most of the exotic things in my possession, are beyond even the price range of anyone here. And one of those things isn't even what you say it is. It's an illusion. Two of those things, actually. I'm sorry to hear of that. I would be more than happy to get a second opinion, but I am, of course, only telling you what I was told uh-huh. that these items are. My lord. Oh, he's playing, he's I playing that game. I just don't want you to take advantage my lady. of the caravan. If you my lady me one more time. <laughs> because I am his lady, and she points out. <laughs> That's quite true. <laughs> this is very intense. I don't really know why. <laughs> Citra gets all protective of her people. Oh, okay. oh my gosh, this is amazing. C- Citra, I believe you said your name was. Yes. I have no interest in doing these mercantile deals with the people here. Good. I am looking to go and find the extraordinarily wealthy individuals of the city of Tefu. And, and take per- them for all their money. Actually, I don't know if I really mind that. Offer yeah, they're bad. for them items that they would want. They're bad people there my, in Tefu, so I don't know. My only thing is do not swindle, mislead, or sell false things to the caravan. Now, if you have good merchandise that is verified by one of us, then it's okay. I have all of these and a wide selection of scrolls. That is all I have to offer. The scrolls are real. Uh, he also has access to pretty much every scroll of uh, first through third level. Oh, nice. Ooh, uh, wow. For anyone that wishes to purchase them. It depends on if I have any money. <laughs> That's yeah. just my warning. I have no problem with you dealing. Just deal on this. Well, 
I am traveling with the caravan until we make our way to this merchant's oasis I've heard so much about, and mm -hmm. so that I might be able to recover and perhaps purchase some camels there, maybe another wagon, so I can load up my supplies and travel in peace from these lands. All right, fair enough. Honestly. After they step, uh, or, uh, Citra's gonna step away with. It was nice meeting pull, you. Pull Masika over to the side. Yeah, maybe I introduce him to my husband when we get to the Merchant's Oasis. Oh, that sounds yeah. good. What What is the punishment in your uh, tribe for <clears throat> fraud? Oh, everything's death out here. <laughs> <laughs> well, that seems simple, I guess. I'm um, a little worried he's not going to make it out. I mean, does he deserve to make it out? He doesn't. He seems to be willingly and knowledgeably performing fraud. He's not well, exactly you know. a clean soul. He seems like a nice guy to me. Narmer! These big capitalists so, out here. <laughs> Masika, uh huh. Could we enlist the Narmer's help? Narmer, do you want to play a game? <laughs> <laughs> That's like the saw. I'm skilled in a number of games. I is want... it pickup sticks? <laughs> not pickup sticks. It's more like hide it and seek. Is, it is uh, find out what he's hiding. Oh, oh, I could do that. Yes. So under the cover of darkness tonight, you're going to sneak into his his wagons and figure out what he's hiding. Oh, okay. Don't take Great. anything. You just need to tell us what's in there. I'll certainly be able to tell if he's a villain. That would be wonderful. In yeah. my experience, all villains are meticulous note-takers and journalers. <laughs> now, if so do, if I find a journal, he must be evil. Well, not necessarily. You journal. have to read the journal, because I keep a journal. And you I'm do? not the villain. It's full of sketches. Here, look. And she pulls out her <laughs> sketchbook and shows him. Kind of takes it, looks at it. I wonder if this is some sort of complex call for world domination. <laughs> what does this bird mean? It's a bird I saw when we were out the other day. In fact, that one's the big one we saw on the boat. And this here, and she flips through a few pages, this is the first one I did of you. Mashika? Yeah? Am I really this handsome? <laughs> <laughs> He's never seen himself in the mirror because there's no mirrors in the desert. You are gorgeous, Farmer. Wait, I have a mirror, and I have to pull out a mirror so he can see himself. Oh, my God. I'm even more beautiful in color. <laughs> How do you get anything done, Mashika? That's why she put you in the bag. <laughs> I understand why you're so worried about people shilling me now. This all makes sense. Oh, anyway, thank you for the beautiful portrait of me. No, no, don't take it. It's oh, fine. No okay. book. I can make you one... On for later. Okay. You can keep it. I'll put it in a frame and I'll carry it next to my heart. You want to see my heart? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that that's for Masika. Okay. I could put it on the inside of it, so it'd be kind of like a locket. But I couldn't <laughs> see it. I wonder if I radiate a picture of myself, it becomes some sort of magical picture. I I don't think that's how that works. <laughs> okay. The new bat signal is just like the narmer signal <laughs> in the sky. <laughs> yep. I'll break into his uh, his his wagon tonight. And I'll check around. And when we get to the Merchant Oasis, I'll uh, have a chat with Zosair. Nice. But those solves we might need. Yeah, we do probably want to get those. Assuming if we have they're any legitimate, money. right? Hey, it's, can we sell him our stuff? I mean, I don't see why not. It depends on how much gold he has on him, but. Mm. Well, we could trade for the solves. I mean, yeah, depending on how expensive they are, we could finally get rid of this dragon, Drake egg. <laughs> not We're to that not guy. Giving it to him. No. We're gonna give him to the to Hassan. He was nice. Hassan or Kat. No, I like Hassan better. I think he needs a big old dragon friend, because he's big, too. He could probably control it better, too. And he probably needs something bigger than just a camel to carry uh, stuff around. I forget. Are desert uh, giants immune to fire? Well, nobody's immune to fire. Sad. I was going to say, if he was immune to fire, it'd be perfect. It'd be like, ah, stop spitting fire at me. Stop. 
I suppose then, with this new nefarious plan in order, all of you prepare yourselves, set up your own tents, make yourselves comfortable. Now in the the company of your so, wagon. Sudi sets his tent up so that he can watch th- their car- their two caravan wagons. I'm gonna set mine up specifically so that I can look out, and, like look like I'm meditating, but I've got like the eye just like peek just a little bit open to like look at them. I will also keep an eye on Sudi because if Sudi starts having a freaking mask vision in front of these people, it's gonna be a problem. Oh yeah, boy. No, no, no. oh no, boy. Chaos. No, boy. But uh, I suppose you all set up, get ready for that, settle in for the evening. And I guess we'll just have to pick it back up here next time. Woohoo! With Skullduggery. Sneak Sneaky Narmer episode. Oh boy. Find the Path Ventures is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Mummy's Mask is copyright 2014. Mummy's Mask and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. All Pathfinder images are property of Paizo and are used with permission.